And joining me to discuss this are Talk TV presenter Nicola Thorpe, former Conservative Minister Lord Ed Vasey, first time for him, ahead of news at the news movement Rebecca Hudson nearly, and columnist for The Sun and The Sunday Times, Rod Liddell. You're all very welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Let's start with you. Oh, dear. Um, I know. How joyous <laughs> for you. Did the language that, that Lineker used overstep the mark in your mind? Yes, it did. But, I mean, it's obviously a separate issue. But, yes, I thought his language was kind of ridiculous and slightly immature. And I think this kind of, you know, when you don't disagree with somebody's policies, comparing them to Germany in the 1930s is a silly thing to do. It allows the people who want to have a go at you to have a perfectly legitimate argument against what you're saying and to act as a distraction. And I personally do not think that the government's policy is akin uh, to Germany's in the 1930s, or indeed the language they're using is akin to that of, the, of Germany in the 1930s. Nick, to bring you in, um, nobody should doubt that uh, the right for freedom of speech in the country should form a bedrock of any constitution. However, it's about, is it not, um, the impartiality clause mm -hmm. in somebody's contract. And also, specifically, in terms of the BBC, bringing the BBC into disrepute. I said capitulation at the beginning of this show. I mean, they have backed down. He's back on air. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. He put out another tweet. Is that right? I think this is not at all a free speech issue. It's a company policy issue. Um, it, ultimately, the BBC are quite unique as broadcasters because of the licence fee, etc. They have to maintain impartiality. But they were not clear with people who've worked for them. I've worked for the BBC before. I've never been told what I can and cannot tweet. Would I therefore not be hired back again because I'm too much of a left-winger or too much of a centrist, perhaps? Um, so they need to be extremely clear with what they are expecting of their employees. As far as I can see from what Lineker has shared and what people have spoken about um, in his contract, he didn't break those rules. So, in essence, to bring you in, Rebecca, are we saying that by signing a BBC contract, his right to free speech is being curbed by the BBC? Because there's no doubt that Lineker knew exactly what he was doing. And we have a situation today, do we not, where he's actually more powerful than the BBC chairman, who's dodgy anyway because <laughs> of the alleged loan to Boris Johnson. And Tim Davey could be described this evening as a, as a lame duck. L Lineker's holding all the cards. And is that right? Um, I don't think he is being held hostage. I don't think the BBC is being held hostage by Gary Lineker whatsoever. And I certainly don't think his, his freedom of speech is being hampered by a policy. I think the issue here, as Nicola was saying, is the erratic way that this policy is, is implemented. You know, it's fine for Andrew Neil to rant about the stuff he wants to. It's fine for Adam Sugar to tweet the stuff he wants. It's fine for Emily Maitlis to want to do a coup against uh, Jeremy Corbyn back in 2017. But he speaks out against a slightly controversial, if not pretty uncruel, pretty cruel policy from the Tory government. And it's suddenly a problem. I think it's smashed of cosy Tory buddies at the top of the corp, and that's the problem here. Uh, let's bring in Rod Little, good friend of mine. Glad to have you on, Rod. Um, in terms Thank of the you. guidelines on social media Hi. use from the BBC, if your work requires you to maintain your impartiality, don't expect, express a personal opinion on matters of public policy, politics or controversial subjects. Rod Little, you are the man of opinions. What do you make of this whole sorry debacle, pal? I think the BBC has handled it badly, but I also think it's, I, I feel slightly sorry for it in that uh, it, it, it's damned when it doesn't, damned when it doesn't. I think the last comment uh, uh, was was probably the most fatuous I've heard during the entire debate. Uh, the, the, the truth is that the BBC should move to a position whereby all of its employees, all of them, are allowed to say whatever they want. They're allowed to tweet whatever they want. They're allowed to 
demonstrate their bias. Now, that's the sensible way of doing it. And it's what, Jeremy, you know, with respect, we all do outside the BBC. You know, uh, people know what I believe in. I'm a social democrat and, uh, you know, and I I believe in uh, higher taxation, but I don't believe in uh, various other transgendery stuff. We should be allowed to say what we want. But the problem, the huge problem for the BBC in facing up to that is that it would suddenly reveal to the population uh, an organisation which is 95% against Brexit, which is probably 99% against government's asylum policies. In other words, it would reveal to the public a very left-wing organisation, despite, you know, Richard Sharp and uh, Robbie Gibb. Uh, that's what it would reveal. And so that's the problem they have to wrestle with in the long term. What Gary Lineker thinks about things, I don't care. I haven't cared about Gary Lineker since he missed that sitter against Argentina in 1986. (laughs) Who cares what a a footballer thinks about anything? I, yeah. Uh, Ed, um... Interesting what Rod said. Oh, by the way, you should start. He called you fatuous. Yeah, I could never accuse Rod Little of being fatuous. I can't believe it. It really hurts. <laughs> um, I think we can agree to disagree on that one, can't we? I'm not sure that we're at soulmates. Agreeing <laughs> to disagree is all right, Roddy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I agree with the notion of agreeing to disagree. But, I mean, the, the idea, the, the idea which is being put forward at the moment, that the, the BBC is is somehow in hock to the government, is so utterly absurd. Because one but of the, the things which has come out... £400,000 to the Tory party and facilitated a loan of £800,000 to our XPM. But it doesn't matter. I mean, sure... Do you honestly believe if wrong, Gary Lineker had tweeted support of the asylum policy that he would have been asked to step down on Saturday night? Yes, if, if he had previously said the same sort of thing. If he had, he's got a track record of opposing the government. If he had a track record of being in favour of the government and he'd said the same thing, then yes, of course. I think there's a stupidity here. It's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible stupidity. The, the, the important thing is that, yes, I think the Richard Sharp business is, is, is ludicrous. And I think, uh, you know, I think it rankles with the general public that, you know, one might wander along to a dinner party and some, some bigwig would fix up some deal for a million quid for you. I think it stinks. Uh, but nonetheless, what, what Lineker's stuff has, has kind of concealed is the fact that the BBC's coverage of this whole issue, with the exception of Gary Lineker, has been very, very anti-government indeed. It's been, it's been viscerally I mean, I think the only person the making fatuous points on your programme, Jeremy, is, is your friend Rod Little, who's yes. beaming yes. in from goodness knows where. I mean, the point is the BBC does have a duty to be impartial in its news and current affairs. It's different from opinion-led broadcasters, which are becoming more common in this country now, and they provide a rich ecosystem. But the point is, we want to know that when people... We don't want to know, rather, when people are being interviewed, uh, what the interviewer has... What? ..thinks in terms of their personal politics. The difference with Gary Lineker is that he is a sports presenter, not a politics presenter. And I think Nicola is right. This is a classic... I mean, first of all, we all love this argument. It keeps us going for days and days while banks are collapsing and we're selling... (laughs) We're building submarines for the Australians. I mean, of course, we all love it in Media Lab, but Nicola is right in the sense the BBC does nothing better than tie itself up in knots based on its own guidelines. And the simple point should be, if you work in news and current affairs, 
keep your views to yourself because you're going to be interviewing politicians and it's also self-defeating because the politician will just turn around and say, well, I know you're a terrible old lefty because I've been reading 15 of your tweets. Uh, hold Whereas on, hold if on, you're Rob... presenting Match of the Day and talking about Manchester City's flat back four, and I say that deliberately because I want to bring in Rod Little because he's such an expert on football and he can then kibosh me on it. Rod uh, Little, I don't care football. what your views uh, Rod, are on Rod Little, your, your turn. More of an expert on politics than Ned Fazy, but never mind football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, certainly, the, 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 this is... Asinine. <laughs> the idea that that, polit that that political journalists, producers, researchers can go into the BBC and, as Tony Hall, the disgraced former director general of the BBC, once said that they did, hang their opinions up on a coat, coat hanger. It's an absurdity. You know, you cannot do that. It's there I in the story. I mean, I think this kind of relentless right-wing attack of Rod Liddles on the BBC right has had an effect. If you look at the kind no, of no, people no, no, who no, are no, asked on, on Question on. Time, hang for on. example, they're all people from the centre-right talk shows. The BBC yeah. is now so cowed in because of the pe people like Rod Liddle constantly berating it as being this left-wing nest of left-wing vipers that it just... It can't... You know, I've said already that the BBC leadership should grow a pair. They should have defended... Gary Lineker, they yeah. should have said, he is yeah. a freelance sports presenter, he's entitled to his own views, government, please bug off. Am I the only person who thinks that a professional broadcaster is capable of going in and doing a cracking yes. interview and an exactly. impartial interview? Why yes. are we questioning their ability to do that and not the ability exactly. of a chairman of the BBC to hang up their £400,000 donation to the no, Tory no, party no, 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 when no, they no, go no, into no, the board? Yeah, exactly. Hang, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, you, you should be the only person arguing that because it's stupid. <laughs> of course, we all try to put our personal opinions to one side when we're doing an interview, when we're do but it's all there. It's there in the story selection when you go in the morning to decide what stories are going to be done, when you decide what angle it's going to come from, when you decide what questions are going to be put to the other person. It is all there. Your prejudices are laid bare. And this isn't well, a right wing argument. it's about having a good and balanced this... team around you to make sure that those but, but interviews that, aren't yes, yes, that's it. That, that's exactly right. Oh. And that's why I think that's that's why I think the BBC should say, "Look, we're giving this up. We're, we're going to give up this notion of impartiality." Um, uh, we hope that. <laughs> I think Rod Little is confusing our... being uh, holding the government to account to being left-wing journalism. When Labour was in power, they loathed the BBC because Labour was the government and, and the so BBC dense. held them to account. And governments cannot bear the fact he that it's... He says you're it, dense. It, 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 you come he, here and say oh, that, Rod. Come not, out of your ivory tower, <laughs> wherever you are in Shropshire or Wiltshire, whichever bit of your country estate, come to this studio and say that to me. It's about holding the government to account, and that's why right, politicians listen. in government county. loathe the BBC. Right, loathe them when they're in government, Basie. and when the Lib Dems win power, they will loathe Basie, them. Basie. shut up. Order, order, it's, order. I'm going to tell them county. what you said. You've got your lordship in a minute. Right, we put out there, I want to say this with all of you. Was the BBC with. right to reinstate Lineker? Yes, 22%. No, 78%. I was on the point of having some shredded respect for the BBC, but after this, no way. Thomas, remember, they protected Savile too. Richie says, let the Lineker lovers pay the licence fee. Keith says, now they've shown their real colours, can we please have Jeremy Clarkson back? Alan says, if you worked in any other industry, 
you would have to go through a disciplinary procedure if you broke the rules. Gary says, I don't know, but they really need just a consistent policy. They can't be picking and choosing when to enforce the rule. Take a breath, JK. Jamie, the BBC had no intention of ever sacking him. It was all on act. Norman, Norman, why did I do that? As much as I disagree <laughs> with Lineker's comment, I'm even more opposed to the cancel culture that seems to be the form nowadays. Two to go, my friends. Joe says he's already said he would do it again. And Ian looks like the tail is wagging the dog. Rod Little from some ivory tower in wherever <laughs> yes, he said. With all his fancy books behind Don't, him. Ed Basie, Ed Basie, you're supposed to arrive <laughs> no, here, your sorry, lordship, sorry. and be well sorry. behaved. Stay here, people. Roddy, thank you. <laughs>